1: You know, when people say to me, I'm not an artist, I add the word yet. I just say yet. You are a human being. You were created in the image of God, the major creator. So you are a small C creator. You probably just believed a lie that you're not creative, but you are. So just (laughs) find it. Try. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement. This is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy Klein.
0: Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is a show where we talk about what you need except money before you retire. And if you're already retired, we can give you some ideas about how to have a better retirement. Remember, there's other things to think about besides money when dealing with retirement. And if you'd like to have a more interactive experience, join our private Facebook group by searching for Rocky Retirement Community on Facebook. Our guest for today is Jerry Afshari, and she's a musician and plays the Paraguayan harp professionally, travels extensively and lived in Iran, and is a writer, editor, and photographer. In addition to that, she's a lay counselor, a lifelong activist and an avid SUP, which for my listeners stands for Stand Up Paddler, and Hunt sea Glass for her sea Glass Mosaic artwork. She's been featured for numerous parent classes and teacher workshops over the years, including MOPS, which stands for Mothers of Preschoolers, various women's ministries, annual pre-12th grade conventions for ACSI, Association of Christian Schools International, and many K-12 schools and homeschool groups. Welcome to the show, Jerry. Thanks, Kathy. It's great to be here. I'm so glad that you have come onto the show because you do something which I've never heard of before. And I wanted to talk to you about that. But first, do you consider yourself retired or do you consider yourself to be working right now?
1: I guess retired, maybe, except my life is so rich and so busy. It Feels like more of an encore career that I own my own time, so I'm working for wherever God takes me, inspires me. Uh, it's uh, it's very exciting and very energizing. So I don't know what other term to put besides retirement, just because I'm not getting paid a salary. I just get a little allowance. Okay, so <laughs> so you are retired technically, and what you yes. do is more for love. Yes. Yeah. It's totally for love.
0: Okay, well, that makes total sense. Now, let's talk about what I find exciting about what you do. You do so much. I really wanted to learn about harp therapy. Now, I have a friend who plays the harp, but she, as far as I know, doesn't do harp therapy. So tell me a little bit about what that is.
1: Well, for me, it's the freedom to use the harp and music for what it's really intended to do, which is to communicate to people, to God, and for healing. How does it work? How does heart therapy work? It's very individualized, and it depends on the context. Two days a week, what I do is go to Scripps Hospital in Encinitas, and I'm under the umbrella of the chaplain, and I'm a spiritual care volunteer. I'm able to carry my harp. I've devised a sling with one of my scarves to to be able to carry it.
0: Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah, is this one of those giant harps that my friend plays? I mean, I can't imagine. It's not
1: a can... kettle harp. It's not a classical harp that you would. It's that. Those are as heavy as a piano, and they require a dolly. Right, but this I'm is sure. the largest of the folk harps. It's quite a big harp, but the Paraguayan harp is unique among all other harps, and it has this rich sound. It's a big harp for a folk harp, but it's a little over 20 pounds, not too heavy. So I put a sling around, and I carry it in a way that I carried my babies with slings. I carried my paddleboard with sling. So I figured out how to carry my harp around the hospital.
0: Interesting. And then do you put it down before you start playing or?
1: I have Paraguayan harps have legs. This, this one particularly I do that screw into the bottom. So it has these legs. So I am a completely self-contained operation and I go into the room. I go into ICU, um, Palliative care, hospice. Sometimes I play people into eternity. It's it's amazing. It's just all kinds of things that every every day is different. But to answer your question, yeah, I go into the room. Um, first I make sure they want me to come in. I'm invited in by various methods. And, and then I, I stand there. I don't even have to sit. I stand because the harp has legs. And I don't have to touch anything. So I can go into rooms that have contact issues or something like that, because all I do is touch my harp and then touch the patient and who's ever there with the vibration of the sound of the harp. And it's profoundly soothing. So how did you get into
0: this? I mean, is this a, like I, I, I have a friend, like I said, that plays a harp, but I don't know if she thinks that it's a healing device.
1: She probably doesn't. I'm a, a musician. I've been a musician all my life. I started with the piano and then took up guitar. And I was in my mid-30s when um, I actually started to play the harp. And I taught myself I play a different way because a harp is the white keys of a piano. So it makes... The the strings are correspond to the white keys, so it makes it really easy to play if you know the piano. But I only just played myself; it was freedom and uh, not having to be anybody else's music. I played while my children were. I started to learn while my children were going to sleep at night. They liked to hear that. And then when I became a kindergarten teacher. I would essentially practice or just play when they had rest time. And I'd just have them rest a little while and I'd play. And, and I've played as a performer, weddings, restaurants, parties, all kinds of things. But it's always performance. The harp is part of some kind of musical performance. And most people think of music just as entertainment or performance. It really wasn't until I retired and had this harp gig kind of fall on my head, because I happened to know the chaplain, that I discovered, oh my goodness, this is so much more profound and so much more enriching to me and to everybody to use the harp as healing, as therapy, as relaxation, as connecting deep into the soul, as releasing emotions. So that's my journey now. I play for sound meditations a couple nights a week. And then I do the hospital for people who are, and I play with the babies too in the hospital, but mostly I feel my calling is for where people are the most hurting. That helps the most. So
0: that's why you do palliative and hospice.
1: I'm not one of those people who's um, afraid of pain or dying. So I can go into those places and be there for, you know, whatever the need is. And I know that the harp that's the role of the harp really that's that's the highest call of the harp it's for communicating with people with god with soul to soul it's an eternity kind of thing
0: interesting well i want to just clarify not all of my not all of my listeners know what these terms mean so i'm going to clarify yeah so for my listeners hospice is when you've been diagnosed that you have less than 6 months to live not everybody dies when they're on hospice. Many times people will recover on hospice because they get better care. But Uh while you're on hospice, you're not receiving care that will heal you. You're just receiving comfort care. For palliative, you don't necessarily have a, a six month time period, but you are in pain and palliative care is not end of life. It can go on for years.
1: Oh, it could be young people. It's just somebody with sustained pain and something that's prolonged. Exactly. And so
0: just wanted to define those terms well, for
1: my list. It's a new comment. field pretty much in, in the whole hospital medical world with this whole palliative care. Some doctors and some people now, that's their specialty. And we have a program
0: in Cal State San Marcos for palliative.
1: Yeah, it's very important. It's wonderful. Absolutely.
0: So now I have a story to tell, and maybe you could help me understand. I get acupuncture in my face because I have a condition called dystonia. So one time I I got there, and I was the first person there, and I, I go to the group Sessions because it's less expensive mm-hmm. than individual. Do you go in Oceanside at Ocean Acupuncture? I do actually. And, and oh, I know them, Mark I, and Kat. Right, and I go to other. There's a couple of yeah. other ones that I go to. Sure. Well. In the morning, first thing that she did was she started ringing these bells, mm-hmm. and um, and I said, "Well, what what are you doing?" And she said, "Well, I'm clearing the air of." all of the negative emotion that might've been in the room before. So is that kind of what you do with the harp or is that something that's completely different?
1: Well, it is kind of like that. And what, what it does is it very much brings us into the present and allows you, it's a very, the bells, the Tibetan bowls, I, I do those too. I as that's far as what it was. There's a, there's singing bowls and there's a research study that's ongoing, ready to publish that I've been part of from UCSD. The effects on the body. In the West, we're just finally figuring out that the body, mind, soul, it's all linked. <laughs> and so it's all what we think, the stress we've, we've absorbed, our feelings, trauma- All of that that manifests, and it comes out in the body or in our behavior, but it can be released. It can be identified, honored, valued, understood, and released. And that is the healing journey that I am just loving being on because it's so exciting. It's amazing what happens. And the acupuncture connects, that's a big, helpful, alternative method to kind of augment our Western because our Western medicine with critical care, surgery, certain kinds of things, it's very good but it's a narrow trench. There are a lot more things to investigate and to use to bring healing to us. Sound, acupuncture, vibrations, tunes us, brings us into the present. It's an exploration, really. Individually, we have to explore this and we can find amazing things along the way.
0: Very interesting. Now, you have mentioned God a couple of times. Uh-huh. Um, do you mind sharing us your religious
1: affiliation? No, I don't mind at all. I have a kind of a big tent picture, but I, I identify as somebody who follows Jesus. Okay. I don't very much like to call myself a Christian anymore because there's way too much baggage about that. I don't like to have to deal with that so much, but I follow Jesus. And he's the Prince of Peace. And when I'm playing my harp, my intention is to be a minister of peace. And I love that Francis prayer, make me a minister of your peace. I love that. And is, I, is that the whole prayer? Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me sow pardon. Where there is discord, unity. Where there is doubt, let me sow faith. Where there is despair, let me sow hope. Where there is darkness, let me sow light. That's an amazing prayer. And I know that now because I put it to a tune on my harp that I play. And so I can memorize, I memorize amazing things, whether it's scripture or something like that, a prayer. The lyric really matters. What's in your head really matters. And God really matters. We are created in this amazing world. And I like to be outside under the sky. I think that's God's cathedral in nature. I feel really connected because I'm loved by an amazing, loving God. And I don't start my day without intentionally focusing. I wake up, the first thought I have is, good morning, God, this is your world. I'm your child. Show me your way. It sets me on the right path. I think people in this country are so fractured and so distracted by all of our media things People I know will start their day and turn the TV on and be bombarded by news and all this nonsense that has nothing to do with their soul. Jerry, would you like to play for our listeners? We would love to hear you play. I would love to.
0: healing to the soul thank you so much. that
1: was that, that was just a little chorus i usually start with that because that's just saying hallelujah that's just a little simple hallelujah chorus and a lot of things i play have i'm singing in my head as i'm worshiping and hallelujah and i play i love them um, actually the popular song too that leonard cohen wrote oh, I love hallelujah. my husband and i but,
0: went to see him
1: in las vegas a few years ago Oh, because I bet you he sang that He always sings, the best verse of it. The end of the song. Oh. It's the only verse I keep in my head. Makes me cry when I hear him, and it's it's beautiful. For yeah. For those
0: of you who don't know who, uh, Mr. Cohen is, he has written so many songs that you've heard of, but you may not know it's him that's playing. And he's how old is he? Like ninety.
1: Well, he's in his 80s, but he wrote Suzanne, you know, but he wrote this hallelujah. And Bono said, I got obsessed with this song myself oh, for it. a couple of years. <laughs> and, and then I read, I read all about and everything. And Bono said, um, it might be the most beautiful song ever written. Just, you know, but it is just a beautiful song because I'm one of those very few people that never saw Shrek. So I don't have that association with the song. I just, it was haunting and it got me. And then when I got to Leonard's, that was it. Because the last verse says, I did my best. It wasn't much. I couldn't feel. I tried to touch. I told the truth. I did not come to fool you. And even though it all went wrong, I'll stand before the Lord of song with nothing on my tongue, but hallelujah. Mm.
0: Oh, yes. I love that. I think that is
1: just, that is the best lyric.
0: (laughs) Yes, he's the master. I'm not going to have you play it because um, we could get in trouble without permission to play the song, but um, I love his version. He has such a deep voice and his backup singers sound like angels. So I always, I compared him. I said to my husband after I, after we were done with the concert, I said, he sounds like the devil and his his backup singers sound like angels.
1: Yeah. <laughs> such a good combination. Yeah. Well, cause it's a very grounded in this world kind of a song and it, It really presents that human dilemma that we are human. Yes, we are. But how to be in the world and not of the world is one of my calls because I'm here and I don't want to escape or avoid the things that are difficult in this world. I want to be a change agent. I just think growing, learning, loving, those are all God's ideas. Health rejuvenation, regeneration, reconciliation, forgiving. Those are all God's ideas. So I line up on that path.
0: You talk to people through your harp. On those. I do.
1: The harp is the instrument of the gods, right? The harp? It pretty much is. You know, and I, I banned from harps for a long time because I thought they were boring. And I always hate that whole idea of sitting on a cloud in heaven playing a harp. <laughs> that's not heaven. And that's not the kind of harp playing I like or play. Now you <laughs> want to stand up
0: on a stand-up paddle board and play the harp. You'd have to have really good balance to do that.
1: I do. <laughs> I have good balance. <laughs> but that's on flat water. But where do you have flat water
0: around here we have a lagoon oh right right right, the carlsbad lagoon Uh but i see people on the stand-up paddle boards all over even in the ocean
1: yeah it's really it's really taken off i started because i wanted to get out past the waves where the dolphins and the whales and all the animals play
0: it's easy it's easy well then maybe i should try it
1: (laughs) you should oh it's really easy for women especially
0: we have um on on the the private Facebook group, Rock Your Retirement oh. Community, uh-huh. we have different challenge days. And oh. Wednesdays are health days. And one of the things that I say, and it's for me and everybody in the group, it's, it's not me preaching, it's me learning. Sure. right? We're all learning together. And one of the things is just do something for your health for five minutes. So I know that when I was a girl, when I was in a lot better shape than I am now, I tried to water ski and it did not happen. I could not stand up on those skis for the life of me.
1: Oh, paddle boarding is so much easier. I used to water ski, though. My dad had a ski boat. None of that appeals to me anymore, just because of the noise and the fumes. You miss all the cool things in nature. Right. But if I get out on a paddle boarding back in the lagoon, I'm. it's quiet. There are great blue herons. I see ospreys. I... See egrets lining up close to me. They they don't fly away from you because you're kind of like you know a big water duck or something. They they it's <laughs> so you get really close to amazing things. Women carry our weight in our hips more instead of the upper body, so we are just naturally suited for it. Well,
0: maybe I'll try it. I have a a good friend who's a chiropractor um, hi, Dr. Melendez. And she does stand up paddle boards, So maybe I'll ask her to take me out.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. And maybe she won't laugh at me. <laughs> no. Well, you just give yourself permission to have fun. Yeah. Give yourself permission. I think people think they can't do things because it has to be done well or have to, they have to be perfect. And it's, it's ridiculous. Just, Try and it's amazing what you can do. And if you fall in, so what? You get wet, but you actually get pretty hot when you paddle because you're up, you're out of the water. I I don't get in the water. I don't I don't fall, typically. But um, you you get pretty warm. Hmm. It's a really great core exercise. You have to paddle right though. There's a lot of people arm paddle and they haven't been taught. One of the things I do is I instruct for paddling. Oh. And you have see, to do it right.
0: See, see what I mean, listeners? She does so much. We can't focus on one thing. Yeah. I know. I don't, I run out of time. I know. We'll have to bring you back to talk about stand-up paddleboard. So before we run out of time, speaking of time, so you have been retired for how many years now? It's been two years. Two years. So a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest mistake that you feel that you made when you first retire?
1: I don't really look at it in terms of mistake because I'm always looking, what am I learning? What's happening? Just curious. Well, what was the thing that you learned the most from? Ah, yeah, a big mistake I did. I forgot about that. I've been divorced since I think 2000, but I have a peaceful relationship with my ex-husband, the father of my two amazing children. I live alone and I, I really like it, but I think as an artist, It probably is why I like it a lot, too. Musicians and artists tend to need quiet time. But my family and people were always telling me that I should get married again. I'd find somebody. I'd find somebody, whatever. So I went out with somebody who was not a good person who I didn't know. I just randomly kind of met him at Kaiser as a patient. I was deceived. I wasn't discerning, though. I was just kind of silly. I was just being sort of silly. And I got myself into some a bad situation, but I lived. So that's the good news. And that really started me on... So much of this healing journey, because that was in the beginning of my retirement, sound meditations, the Tibetan bulls and gongs, a friend had me come with her to something that she does. And and there's now I'm part of the big sound healing community in Encinitas.
0: Let me ask you a question. So are you saying that dating was the mistake or not being discerning?
1: Yeah. Well, me, was dating the wrong person. Dating the wrong. So not really discerning, not having the wisdom. Yeah. It was somebody who wasn't a good person. I was kind of naive, actually. I was just naive. You hadn't dated in a while. Well, I have a lot of friends. Yeah, I had, but I had never met a predator. Mm. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that there were sexual predators for women who were over 60. Well, I'm glad you got out of that. <laughs> yeah, And um, me too. And, yeah. you know, very instructive, wonderful learning. The, the worst situations in life are always the most powerful teachers. So I can't ever regret anything that's happened to me because I learned so much.
0: So what do you think people should know before they retire?
1: How amazing it can be, how absolutely incredible it is to own your own time. For me, it's it feels a lot now like I'm kind of on a permanent vacation and I have structure in it. I think it's really important to find some way to serve. One of the amazing things I'm finding is like in this harp therapy or other things that I do has been to not monetize what I do because when you work, it's all about money and you're getting paid and you need money. It's not like we don't need money, but I've saved a bit. I'm, I'm frugal. And now I have a little Social Security. I just consider it my allowance. And I try to live within that so I don't have to really monetize things. And I found that there's this giddy, amazing energy. I start with my focus in my day. I don't have to wake up with an alarm. I try not to have any appointments too early because it's just this beautiful luxury where I can... Enter into think, a profound time of meditation, worship, taking care of my home. I've made my home my resort. I wanted to make my home my destination location. Didn't want to always think I had to go on a trip to That's right. be what, somewhere.
0: What, what did you call it?
1: You called it safari afshari. The afshari safari. Yeah, that was a Genesis with a little kid, and he mixed up my name and he called me Miss, Mrs. Safari, and I thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, how come I never thought of that? So. Afshari Safari I kept my husband's last name because it's at the top of the alphabet you know with my kids it's linking with that and it links me with kind of the third world and internationally because I don't look like I'm Persian but I speak Farsi anyway Afshari Safari rhymes and like life is an adventure exploring everything is like a safari let's go on it let's just explore so i i like to think of life like that
0: so you're not considering your home the safari the afshari safari you're considering your
1: life home is a refuge this is where the where the afshari safari this is the roots of it mm. and this is where i rejuvenate i rest i have friends who come here and stay it's like a little mini retreat the safari part the afshari safari is just getting out in nature any place you're in nature, you're in a good place for your soul, for your body, for your your health. Mm. The Afshari Safari does not go shopping. <laughs> I don't go. To, the Afshari Safari does not go to the mall. It doesn't go to anything really that has an entry fee, mm. because then there's going to be a gift shop, and all that stuff is going to just activate materialism and greed and nervousness. And I don't like that so much. I'd rather be <laughs> in nature and feel peaceful amazing energy and beauty it's so beautiful
0: yes especially you know there's beauty everywhere you know god made where we live that's what i believe and yeah. san diego is one of the best places that you can live
1: sitting in the city a little garden just sitting someplace in a park under a tree in the shade and watching them listening to the wind and the leaves wow it's amazing going to the beach watching the waves it's just it's health giving
0: yes it heals your soul being able to get out
1: yeah it does really does literally does that's the cool thing now where science is actually proving that that's true (laughs) because i've always been in that pioneer generation i was a counterculture person in the 60s and i've kind of always been at that vanguard of change and now we've got science reinforcing what we knew was true and it's beautiful
0: Yes, it is. And I'm so glad that you are here to share with us today about how you use your harp to heal. I think that is amazing. And I'm going to name this episode, Shh, listen, do you hear the sound of the harp therapy? So that's going to be the name of this of this episode, this interview with you, and I really appreciate your coming on board. Thank you so much
1: for coming on the show today. Would you like to give your contact information out for our listeners? I would. There's two, actually. I'm on Facebook. I think that says Jerry Rostron Afshari, because my birth name is Rostron. And my email is Harp at gmail.com. Well, thank you so much.
0: And to my listeners, if you'd like to learn more about harp therapy, please, you know, you can Google it, you can contact Jerry, and it just sounds like such a lovely way to start your day and to heal what's, what's bothering you. So we will see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode with Jerry Afshari, talking about harp therapy and just for you i've adapted the three common questions about harp therapy that talk about what it is and how it works you can get this freebie by going to rockyourretirement.com slash
1: harp thanks for listening to the rock your retirement show if you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com.
0: Hi, this is Kathy. When I'm not hosting Rock Your Retirement, I'm helping people with their Medicare insurance. One of the times you need to check your Medicare insurance is when you've moved. To get my free guide, Five Things You Need to Know About Medicare When You Are Moving, just go to medicarequick.com move. And in the meantime, listen to these cool disclosures. Neither Medicare Quick nor its agents is connected with the federal Medicare program. Medical insurance licensed in the states of California, Florida, Nevada, and Texas, and Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan service areas vary. California Insurance License, zero seven nine seven five six six.